Welcome everyone, this is Miss Raina, and today I'll be sharing a migration story with you from Miss Leisha, the K-2 art teacher here at AISG. See if you can identify the push and pull factors that led to this migration, as well as some of the challenges, risks, and opportunities along the way. So my dad grew up in Southern Italy. Um, he was born in 1943. So right during, the, during World War II. And he was the third born of a family of six kids um, in extreme poverty. His dad was away um, in Siberia fighting in World War II. And they had a lot of earthquakes. And their home was completely totaled in one of the earthquakes. So they had a little shack in the back with a hay bed that the entire family slept in. And they didn't get to go to school. They were farmers. And he just saw that there maybe was a life outside of what he was experiencing, where kids got to go to school. And um, you could actually have your tummy full at the end of the night and sleep in a bed. And um, he just dreamed of a different life. Wow. That sounds like a really difficult life, um, not being able to go to school and having to farm. What did he do next? So um, he ended up hearing about some cousins, some distant cousins who had gone to Australia, and he started dreaming of Australia. And he went to his oldest brother um, and borrowed a little money, the little money he had, and my dad um, spent years collecting metal to save a bit of money. And he ended up getting the cheapest ticket he could get on a ship, and he sailed to Australia. And so this is a man who'd never left his village. and never really had a pair of shoes, didn't speak a word of English, and he got on a ship. Wow. So he just borrowed money, got a ticket, got on a boat, and just left? And it took three months to get to Australia. And one day they landed in Cairo, and he got out and said his mind was blown, 16-year-old guy looking around, and got back on the ship, and he eventually made it to Australia, and he ended up there for 12 years. Um, lived with a bunch of Greek immigrants, and he made a life for himself, and it wasn't easy. What do you mean when you say life wasn't easy? Well, he had to take work where he could get it, and um, he was illegal there as well, so there were a lot of challenges that came with him being able to stay. He didn't get to see his family for 12 years, and um, what little money he did make, he sent a lot home just as a you know, he knew what a struggle that it had been for them, and there were still kids at the house. So um, he sacrificed and made a life for himself. He met my mom um, in a restaurant. She's from the United States, and she was in Australia for different reasons, just traveling more and got a job as a waitress, and he was a cook in the back. And so they fell in love, and they got married in Australia, and um, with her help, he was able to move to the United States, and he's actually still um, on a green card. He's never become a, a citizen of the United States, but he's lived there now um, for 45 years, and he considers it's home, it his home and is so proud to be there and um, so proud of the life he created. And now both of his kids have not only graduated from college, but have gone on to be in careers they enjoy, and he's very proud of his decision to um, face hardships to make the life that he dreamed possible. Wow, what an incredibly inspiring story. I'd like to thank Miss Leisha for agreeing to sit down and share her story. And I want to thank you for listening. 
If you are interested in learning a little bit more about this migration story, stay tuned for the Q&A coming up after this. Interesting. Can I ask, do you know more about this, this ship that he went on? Like, did he, was he a stowaway? Was it, um, was it like a ship carrying cargo? It was a cargo ship. It was a cargo ship. It was a cargo ship. And they had some passengers, um, who were kind of at the bottom. So they knew he was on there, but it wasn't special treatment. Mm -hmm. It was like, here's where you're going to sleep and good luck. Hmm. Do you know why he decided to get back on the ship after Egypt? Um, I think the dream of what was in Australia. I think some of the tales he'd been told by cousins were enough to to give him the courage to keep going. Mm. And um, I'm sure it took a long time for him to get his feet under him. It's not all of a sudden you get off the ship and you're here and there's your job. And now he had to work really hard to find his way and meet friends and um, make a life for himself in Australia. Cool. Yeah. And how do you think that his migration story has impacted your migration story? That's a great question. Wow. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think he's always been kind of an inspiration to me um, because he faced a lot of fears to make the life he wanted. And we grew up getting to go to Italy. Um, as a girl, I got to go for the summers and see my family and cousins there. And it gave me a real excitement about the world and how big it must be and how exciting it all must be. And um, I think I always had that sense of adventure. I was excited to see new things. And it wasn't a survival reason. It was more of a curiosity and adventure and excitement reason that's kind of brought me to China. And um, yeah, I've just, I've never been somebody who craved staying close to home. I think that probably was a gift from my dad, mm -hmm. I'm guessing, and my mom. So. Right, because your mom had her own Im immigration and migration story. Yeah, and she's still in the United States, but she grew up in Minnesota and they just chose Colorado. They liked the mountains, they liked the people they met, and they decided that this is where they were gonna live and start their family. and completely chose it um, on their own. They didn't know anyone there. So, yeah. And so you, you kind of spoke to this a little bit, but um, about what inspired your migration story, but in what ways do you think your story of moving around and, um, you know, kind of exploring things internationally, how is that different from the experience that your dad had? I think for my dad, it was survival. He would, he, his brothers still live on the farm. They've survived, but they are very old fashioned, very fearful of the world. Um, there's no interest in travel. And I think my dad was just a little different. He, he maybe, it was a special TV show. He remembers the first movie he ever watched in a theater. Um, the princess was named Leisha, and that's how I got my name. So he was just inspired by, um, I think the, bigger picture that, um, for whatever reason, the people around him didn't really see. Mm -hmm. um, and he just knew that there was more to life than what he was living. Um, so in a sense, it was survival, but it was more just quality of life. And I had a great quality of life where I was in Colorado. I could have stayed there forever. 
but um, I think it was just that feeling of wanting to know more about the world and people and I've always loved different cultures and art around the world and that's kind of made me want to leave home and I establish home somewhere else and then I end up leaving that home too. Mm. Um, so in part of your migration story is spent in Mexico and uh, your son actually has his own migration story. Uh -huh. And have you thought about how that adds to adds to your story and how it introduces a new element, maybe generationally or? Absolutely. So my son is adopted. Um, he We adopted him while living in Mexico, but he is actually from the United States, but from Hispanic, so Mexican parents who had immigrated generations ago to the United States. Um, and so home for him, I think, is wherever his dad and I are. That's going to kind of become his home. Um, and that, yeah, that's very interesting. He's definitely going to be a third culture kid, as they say, where who knows where we'll end up or where he's going to do the majority of his schooling, but I think that will end up being home for him. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Do you have any other final thoughts or, or advice to people who are thinking about migration and, and their role in the world, their place in the world? Well, I think we need to realize what a gift it is. We have the choice. Uh, many of us have the choice to leave, to go do what we want, to create the life we want. That is a very, very privileged and fortunate position to be in. There are so many people in the world who would do anything to leave. You know, you hear every day of kids coming in from um, Central America unaccompanied, so no parents with them. They put, give them everything they have and send them on their way unaccompanied. So life must be that hard that they're willing to make those kind of um, sacrifices for a better potential better life for their their family where for us what a gift that it's a choice that we are choosing to migrate and create the life we want to so I think we can't forget that good point thanks Miss Raina right. thanks for your time. nice talking to you yeah. yeah thanks for making time for me I know that you're busy back to report cards <laughs>